Monday morning, and you know what that means, streamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Dawes Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me, it's me, it's the DOZ, Landon the Dawes Donor, bringing you another episode, kicking your week off the right way, bringing you some Disney news. Hopefully, you had a great week last week. You were able to get everything done that you wanted to, and if you weren't, that's okay. You're going to be able to get it done this week, and if not, gives you something to do in the future, right? And normally, this is where I would introduce you to my co-host, my tag team partner, the rising star in the podcasting world and now the streaming world. Follow her on Twitter at AsianZing95. Get her at Adventures with Steffers, wherever you get your podcasts. I was on last week's episode talking about how to universal. That was a fun conversation to have. I would normally bring on Steffers at this point, but this is going to be a solo episode this week for a couple reasons. One, um, it is her lovely husband Jackson's birthday the day I'm recording this. So I didn't think that would be cool of me to be like, hey, Steffers, Come record a podcast on your husband's birthday when I'm sure they had awesome birthday stuff planned. So, Jackson, I know you don't listen to this podcast. That's totally fine. I look at the numbers. I know a lot of people don't listen to this podcast, but happy birthday, Jackson! Everybody wish Jackson a happy birthday. I don't know if he's on social, but also... I had some stuff going on today and I didn't want Steffers to be waiting around all day for me and be like, okay, Steffers, after I told you four hours ago, I'm ready to record. Uh, I'm ready to record. And you know how Steffers get. She's all sassy and mean and no sells me and stuff like that. So could you imagine if I made her wait around for hours? Man, she would have been cranky and I don't want to put up with that. But like I said, this is a solo episode. And I do have some Disney news I want to talk about. Some very exciting Disney news, I think, was announced this week happening in the parks. We're going to get to that. A very beloved celebration is coming back for the first time since 2019. An update, kind of maybe an unfortunate update on a previous story I reported on uh, in an older episode and, uh, what everybody really comes for some, uh, park hour updates. But, uh, I asked last week how y'all want me to handle this whole Ron DeSantis versus Disney kerfuffle, if you will. Um, and y'all let me know. And I thank you guys. You were very respectful in your answers and, It was a very resounding response. 100% of the answers I got kind of landed where I'm coming from. This isn't necessarily the Disney news I signed up to talk about when I started doing a Disney news podcast. Dot, dot, dot. But this is news that has not only Disney park ramifications, this has real-world ramifications, unfortunately. This is stuff that's talked about on your CNNs, your Fox Newses, your MSNBCs, etc. I mean, so I'm going to take a non-partisan stance and I am going to just report the facts as they happen. And we have another update in As the Disney Turns. I'm sure I'll come up with a more clever uh, 
name for this segment. Or it'd be really nice if this was resolved in the next seven days and I never have to talk about it again. But we know that's not going to happen. So uh, in the latest update, you might remember last week, I kind of offhanded, casually mentioned that Disney had yet to make a statement publicly or at least to our knowledge, privately, even to investors or to anybody within the company. Well, uh, Mary Ellen Klaus of the Miami Herald, she has a Twitter thread. She also has an article breaking this down, but I'm going off the Twitter thread because, you know, it's 2022 and where do we get our news? We get it from social media because this is the darkest timeline. But I think she breaks it down in a way that is easy to understand whether you're reading it. I encourage you to go to her Twitter account. That's at Mary Ellen Klaus. That's Mary Ellen. And then Klaus is K-L-A-S. Um, and read her article. Uh, but she breaks it down in a thread. Uh, Disney ends its silence quietly telling its investors Florida law prevents state from dissolving its special district without first paying debt. Florida statute creating Reedy Creek Improvement District reads, State of Florida pledges it will not limit or alter the rights of the district until all such bonds together with interest thereon are fully met and discharged. It simply cannot go forward until the contract clause, said Jacob Schumer, a municipality attorney in the Matlin law firm of Shepard Smith, Colmeyer and Hand. Quote, they, being the Florida legislature, would have to pass something to address this, end quote. Governor Ron DeSantis said he is determined to make Disney pay using its assets. But the only mechanism now in the state law requires that the county pick up the unpaid debt of a dissolved special district. Plus, Disney has the ability to transfer its assets to cities it controls, says Orange County tax collector Scott Randolph, quote, it's the no lawyer left behind act, end quote. He predicts there will be many lawsuits, including one from the bondholders alleging the state illegally impaired the contract. Quote, Disney has more power now to determine its tax bill than it did a week ago, end quote, said Scott Randolph. Quote, that's what's crazy to me. They wanted to punish Disney, but this is the furthest thing from that. You literally put them in the driver's seat of how much they want to pay, end quote, and also end Twitter thread. Like I said, go visit her article. It's on the Miami Herald. And going back to what I said last week, I think at the end of the day, this is going to go to court and this is going to go to court several times and the outcome is going to be a whole lot of nothing. This is political posturing. This is political... There's another word I could use for it, but uh, this is a family podcast. Um, this is Ron DeSantis and his ilk trying to prove that they're big and bad and they quote took down the woke mob they took down woke disney just in time 
four elections coming up in November. They are, in my opinion at least, throwing red meat to their base. Now, I know I said that I'm going to keep politics out of this, but I don't know. This, this to me, this is calling a spade a spade. Everybody that's looked at this has said this is going to end up in court, and some people are saying Disney's going to end up well, hell, I just read an article, or I just read a quote saying that Disney is now in the driver's seat to name their price, and this is only going to impact voters and locals in Florida. And I I just don't know which... Uh, uh, so uh, that is the latest news coming out of uh, as the uh, Disney turns as I take a sip of bourbon, because wow, we, wow, wow. Oh, sweet, sweet nectar of the gods. Um, yeah, that's uh wacky. Um, I, mm, it's gonna be very interesting to see how this plays out. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think this is going to have a uh, fun ending or a um, or much fun at all. But what is fun? How that this past week, Disney World. And Disneyland, I'll give them uh, some love too. They announced their plans for Halloween because, you know, it's the end of April. It's never too early to start planning for Halloween, right? Right? So uh, Disneyland is bringing back the Oogie Boogie Bash, but this is a Walt Disney World podcast bringing you the latest from the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. So... More importantly to us, Disney World has announced that returning for the first time since 2019, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party is back, y'all. Party kicks off August 12th and ends, appropriately enough, on October 31st. Disney says in a statement, quote, This fall, ghosts and ghouls of all ages are invited to don their favorite costumes and celebrate things haunted during Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. Taking place on 37 select nights starting August 12th, running through October 31st, 2022, this special event haunts the Magic Kingdom Park after normal park operating hours from 7 p.m. to midnight. As as part of this limited capacity event, Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party attendees will encounter event-exclusive entertainment, notorious Disney villains, frightfully delicious menu items, and more. Here is some of what is in store. The Headless Horseman will ride his ghostly steed down Main Street, USA as a prelude to Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade, which features floats filled with Disney characters dressed in their Halloween best, Disney villains and the haunted mansion Graveyard Diggers. What's Halloween without candy? During Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party, guests can go to trick-or-treating for M&M's, Skittles, Snickers, and other Halloween favorites at locations throughout the Magic Kingdom Park. And new this year, guests will also receive a reusable trick-or-treat bag featuring a keepsake 50th anniversary celebration and Halloween design. 
you also can join the Sanderson sisters during the Hocus Pocus Villain Spelltacular stage show at Cinderella Castle as they call upon their frightening colleagues to conjure the ultimate Hocus Pocus party potion. Celebrate this season alongside favorite Disney characters as they take over the park for their favorite party of the year. Overlays themed for the occasion will return to several popular Magic Kingdom attractions. Some of them include Space Mountain, the Mad Tea Party, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. I'd imagine there will be more announced closer to the party. Then, the Pumpkin King himself, Jack Skellington, will host Disney's not-so-spooky spectacular. This can't-miss nighttime extravaganza features projections, special effects, and lighting mixed with fireworks, music, and Disney characters. Discover sweet and savory menu items inspired by fall flavors and the Halloween season and new in honor of the 50th anniversary celebration. We've added even more fun to Mickey's not so scary Halloween party this year in the form of event exclusive step in photo opportunities and in addition to the reusable trick-or-treat tote bags, guests will be receiving a Halloween-themed 50th anniversary celebration commemorative print. Now, you might be asking yourself, this all sounds awesome. And yes, as a fan of Not So Scary, I agree, this does sound awesome. But when do, when, when do tickets for this thing go on sale? Well... I'm here to let you know, tickets start going on sale on the 18th of May. Now, if you're staying at select Walt Disney World Resort hotels, you can start buying your tickets as early as May the 12th. And I hope you're sitting down or you're pulled over or you're at a red light if you're driving while listening to this podcast. Actually, I'm going to take a sip of bourbon because we're about to talk about how much this event costs. Oh, it makes the hurt go away. Ticket prices for this event range for adults at the cheap end, $109 to the very most expensive option, Halloween night, $199 ahead. Now, Walt Disney World annual pass holders and Disney vacation members may purchase specialty priced tickets for select dates, but... If I remember in years past, this is a very minuscule discount. That's not to say that, you know, every bit doesn't help. And these are for more of the events happening at the very beginning of August and the very beginning of September. Once you get in October, tough stuff, butternuts, you're paying full price. And you might be asking Landon, me and my party, we are going in October. How much are we looking to pay? Okay. Here's where we're going to get numbery. Numbery. Not a word, but it's a pod. It, this is my podcast, so just roll with it. Um, uh, if you want to be there for the very first Mickey's Not So Scary since 2019, because I've 
I don't know if you can tell or not. I'm a big fan of Mickey's Not So Scary. This is my favorite after hours Disney event. Granted, I haven't been to Villains uh, After Hours or Villains Ever After or whatever it was called. Seems kind of neat. I'd like to give it a shot. Hopefully that will be coming back soon now that we're getting back to, um, you know, the good stuff and not Boobash, which we'll circle back around to Boobash versus Not So Scary here in a second. But uh, if you want to be there on Friday, April 12th, if you're taking a little and the cheering as it is, Ages three to nine. It's going to cost you one twenty nine ahead. Ages ten and up, we're looking at one thirty nine ahead. So we're seeing a ten dollar gap between ages three to nine and then ten and everybody else. So from Tuesday, April sixteenth, those dates running through Monday, September fifth. Those dates, those are going to cost you for the little ones ninety nine dollars ahead and adult or ten and up rather. 109 ahead starting on Friday, September 9th, running through Tuesday, September the 20th. Littlins, ages 3 through 9, 109 ahead, ages 10 and up, 119. Buckle up, it's it 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 it, it we're we're not even halfway there. And I'm not even Bon Jovi. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Okay, starting Friday. Friday, September the 23rd. Ages 3 through 9, a.k.a. the children, 129. Ages 10 and up, once again, $10 more, 139. Those prices are running through Sunday, October the 2nd. So your cheapest option to go to Mickey's Not So Scary Party in the month of October. The very beginning of the month of October. It's going to be practically 130 and 140 ahead. And that's on Sunday, October the 2nd. And then the month of October gets a little nutso if you're a podcaster trying to explain this because uh, it keeps bouncing prices around. So if you are taking your little ones, the children, ages three through nine, you're looking at either a price point of $149 or $169. It's going to be $149 unless you're taking them on a Friday, it looks like. Those are going to be your $169 nights, with the exception of Sunday, October 30th, the day before Halloween. If you are looking to take ages 10 and up, you are looking at the price point of $159 or $179. Same reason, operating point. Um, uh, again, cheaper with the exception of of that one wait no never mind um the final weekend before halloween it is just straight up more uh expensive you are going to pay 169 for the little ones 179 for everybody one and up uh and then of course on monday october 31st it is 189 for ages three to nine and then 
$199 for ages 10 and up. Um, now don't get me wrong. I do love me some Mickey's Not So Scary. You might remember on the episode where the Lotus joined me, we talked about doing the Boo Bash, and uh, it's appropriate that it's called the Boo Bash because it got a resounding boo from both the Lotus and I, and not because we were scared. It was as in boo. We didn't think it was worth the money. At least when it came to the Halloween theming. Especially compared to Not So Scary. And we weren't alone in that feeling, it felt like, on social media. So, I'm curious. Uh, I know Mickey's Not So Scary is a very beloved After Hours event. But seeing and hearing these price points. So, I'm kind of curious. Blog Mickey is citing... This is roughly a 49% average increase of prices compared to what it was in 2019. How do y'all feel about this? Get at me on social media this next week at Dawes Does Disney, at Landaws. Are you excited that Not So Scary is coming back and not Boo Bash? Or... Is Boobash your bay? Wow, I have no idea what I just said. But but did you enjoy Boobash? And you're disappointed that it's not coming back. But even if you are excited that Not So Scary is coming back, are you willing to pay these prices? Because, I mean, like, if you want to go on Halloween night, you're looking at $200 a head unless you're taking, you know, a bunch of three to nine-year-olds. So, so if this is a party of four and, you know, it's you, your significant other, and then you got a couple middle schoolers going, that is like $800 for tickets alone. And then y'all are maybe going to want to get merchandise. And this is something interesting that, uh, that the blog Mickey article pointed out. It's like Boobash might not have been as well-received as, you know, Mickey's Not So Scary was in the past, but it's like Boobash had some perks that we're not getting when it comes to Not So Scary. It's like there was there was like free snacks when it came to Boobash. And I'm not talking, you know, your M&Ms, your Skittles, you know, your trick-or-treat candies. Like there was like, you know, you can get free ice cream, free popcorn, free sodas and stuff like that, where it's like, as of now, there's no language that lets us know that's going to be the case when it comes to the 2022 version of not so scary now maybe disney saw how well that was received at boobash and they will implement that and that'd be awesome i would love to come back and report that i just don't know if that's going to be the case and when it comes to boobash it was a limited ticketed event so they only sold so many tickets. Now, I'm not saying Boobash is going to be like, yeah, everybody can get one and the parks are going to be packed. I mean, this is going to be a very busy, very popular, probably crowded event. But at the same time, Boobash, it didn't feel overly crowded. So if you wanted to, you could spend a lot of time on the rides and you didn't have to 
deal with a lot of lines. I mean, not so scary. You're not going to be, you know, waiting two and a half hours for uh, for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But at the same time, that was that was kind of one of the appeals of Boobash. It's like it was a quote unquote lower attendance event. So I don't know. It's like. I'm sure out there, there are some people that really dug Boobash. Me and my mom, not so much. But if you are one of those people that really dug Boobash, let me know. What did you enjoy? And and are you going to attend this year's Not So Scary? Especially with these price increases. It's like, full disclosure, I'm going to be down during one of the September uh, Not So Scary events. We're going to be... <laughs> it's funny. We're going to... Uh, as my girlfriend put it, Mickey's scary as f party at uh, Universal. We're going to do Halloween Horror Night uh, at the beginning of the weekend. And then we're going to close our weekend at Mickey's Not So Scary Party. So we're going to kick off the weekend with the, oh my God, I just peed myself Halloween event. And we're going to end it with the, oh, this is fun and whimsical uh, event for Halloween. So, uh, so I'm going to be looking... Um, you know, May 18th, or maybe uh, as an annual pass holder, I can get in on the 12th for some of those uh, early access tickets. I'm going to try and get my tickets. I mean, like, they got my money. I said it last year. I missed Not So Scary. I love Not So Scary. So I'm excited to see it coming back. Uh, and I know I'm not alone in that. So let me know what you think. Not So Scary versus Boobash. What are your thoughts on... For the first time since 2019, Not So Scary is coming back. And once again, this is a, another step back towards that fun word I like to say, normalcy. Or if you're a regular human being, you call it normalcy. Uh, back at the Disney parks, though, just this time a little bit more expensive. But sticking to the spooky theme, uh, during Disney's uh, halfway to Halloween announcement, Disney announced that... They've launched a new dynamic on-ride photo option for the Haunted Mansion. Uh, here is the announcement, quote, Starting today, all foolish mortals materializing on board this attraction at the Magic Kingdom Park will notice that your photo will have a new look. As they are known to do, the grim grinning ghosts are coming out to socialize in the dead space of your photo. And... If you ride this attraction about 10 plus times each visit as I do, no hyperbole or hyperbole, depending on where you're from, you may pronounce it that way. No, that doesn't actually say that in the announcement. I'm just saying it. anyway. You will also notice that each time you ride, a different ghost might follow you home. So I think it's cool that Disney is continuing to improve and enhance the on-ride photo options even if it is a uh, probably a push for you to upgrade and buy the photo pass option now that it's kind of an a la carte situation for everybody including annual pass holders yes i'm still salty about that but i'm gonna be honest like um these don't really look all that different from the on-ride pictures i've gotten on Haunted Mansion in the past. At least the examples that Disney put out in their halfway to Halloween announcement. Um, and 
once again, I'm willing to bet in the future when I ride Haunted Mansion, maybe not 10 times like the person who wrote this announcement. Um, I'll never know where to look on this attraction for the photos. I, I always am looking off into the distance. But uh, regardless, I think it's neat. But uh, be interesting to see since they're saying... It could be a uh, different ghost each time uh, you ride the attraction. Gives you something to look forward to. Uh, incentivizes you to uh, ride Haunted Mansion multiple times. But if we're being completely honest, you don't need an incentive to ride Haunted Mansion multiple times. Because Haunted Mansion's the best attraction on property. Full stop. Come fight me, nerds. And then uh, here is what people come to this podcast for it is for park hour update day 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 you know i could just put an echo effect in post product yeah that would take too much of an update so uh not this week but next week if you are going to be attending disney's animal kingdom from may 8th through the 14th Previously, you were looking at grand opening at 9 a.m., grand closing at 7 p.m. Those park hours have been changed. You are now looking at a 7.30 a.m. opening, and then your closing has been bumped to 8.30 p.m. So you're getting some more on the front and some more on the back. I don't know about you, but a rope drop at 7.30 a.m., I know everybody wants to run to, you know, fly to Passage. Or maybe now that it's open, go hit up Expedition Everest. But a 7.30 a.m. safari that early in the morning, that sounds pretty awesome to me. But speaking of early morning safaris, if you're going to be hitting up Disney's Animal Kingdom May 15th through June 8th, and then June 10th and 11th, so screw you June 9th. I don't know what's going on on June 9th. If I find out, I'll let you know. Your park hours were previously 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. You're now looking at an 8 a.m. grand opening and an 8 p.m. grand closing. So not as early of an opening as the previous week and not as late as the closing as the previous week, but still... You're getting an extra hour on both end of your day, and you can still, once again, get that early, early morning safari. So you can go check out that early morning safari, go getting their breakfast, doing their early morning thing, doing their animal things. They're going to be like, you and me, baby, we ate nothing but mammals, so let's do- wait. No, no, mm, that is, that is, that is not a family-friendly song. And you remember when I said, hey, screw you, June 9th? I just figured out what's actually happening on June 9th. Well, what's happening hour-wise on June 9th, once again, previously scheduled to open at 9 a.m., was previously scheduled to close at 6 p.m. Now you're looking at June 9th, 8 a.m. grand opening, 6 p.m. grand closing so you're only getting one extra hour in disney's animal kingdom on that day but this is exciting if you have a trip planned from may 8th 
all the way through June 11th, you're getting extra time in Disney's Animal Kingdom. And once again, early morning, would love to be on one of those safaris, seeing the animals moving around, getting up and getting at them. So during that time frame in the Animal Kingdom, you're gonna be getting extra time. On the flip side, during the month of May, there are two dates in Magic Kingdom where you're gonna be getting less time. But I think this is a good thing because according to reports, finally, 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 Disney is getting around to honoring and thanking their cast members with the long-awaited, much-anticipated, long-delayed cast member service awards. And to do so, Disney will be shutting down Magic Kingdom early on two dates during the month of May. This news comes according to Disney World's calendar, Magic Kingdom, on May 3rd, so... Not the day this podcast drops, but Tuesday, a.k.a. the day after this podcast drops, and then May 15th, Magic Kingdom's going to be shutting down at 4.30 p.m. So, what that means, other than they're shutting down at 4.30, and you're going to have to get out before it gets dark, there's no fireworks for guests on the 3rd and the 15th, what this means is the cast members, they get to take over the park with their friends, with their families, and celebrate their milestones with the company. And oh, by the way, they get to celebrate the amazing work they did serving during a worldwide freaking pandemic. When I say at the end of every podcast, thank a cast member and thank a team member, yes, yeah, shout out to you to Universal. That ain't just me saying it because it sounds good. Like... When you go down to these parks, I want you, whenever they help you, say thank you. Please. If you take one thing away from these podcasts, if it's just saying thank you to these cast members or saying, I appreciate what you're doing, that would mean the world to me. But I am so glad that Disney is finally getting around to thanking these cast members because they have been through hell hell we've all been through hell if if i'm being completely honest these last two and a half ish years but man could y'all imagine what they've gone through having to deal with some hmm, less than positive people that's a really good way to put it during this worldwide pandemic having to remind people you need to put your mask on sir or ma'am no, I don't make the rules. I'm just telling you. But so, so I am glad that Disney is finally, finally, finally getting around to do this. Now, you might be saying, "Oh, um, maybe, maybe uh, I need to avoid the Magic Kingdom." Now, maybe you're saying, hearing that news, "Oh, me and my family, we have a day plan. We have a park reservation in the Magic Kingdom on the third or the fifteenth. We need to change that because we want to get the, you know, more bang for your buck." If you're looking for more bang for your buck, I can't argue with that. But this is something that Blog Mickey pointed out. Dates with earlier than normal closures tend to be better days to visit the theme park if, if, if 
seeing the fireworks, seeing the nighttime entertainment isn't a necessity, isn't a must-do for you and your family. If, you know, seeing enchantment isn't something that is make or break when it comes to you and your family's trip, if fireworks are just kind of like, yeah, whatever, when everybody else is in the hub around Cinderella's castle watching the fireworks, we're going to be riding, you know, Space Mountain or, you know, uh, Pirates or something like that. Might not be a bad idea to think about hitting up Magic Kingdom that day because Blog Mickey, they do point out those days typically have lower visitation due exactly to those shortened park hours. And plus, maybe you can add on like a park hopper option. So, you know, once it is 4.30, you can head over to Epcot or something and, you know, continue the party elsewhere. But so glad that Disney is finally getting around to celebrating these cast members. If any cast member is listening to this podcast, thank y'all. Y'all are, again, I don't say it just because it's fun to say at the end of every podcast. Y'all are the magic that makes Disney work. And then finally, just a little bit of a Magic Band Plus news. Uh, There have been some keen eyes noticed uh, late last week. Disney Parks Twitter, they posted a update of, uh, quote, fortune awaits, none can hide, Magic Band Plus coming later this year. And they have an arm with what looks to be a Bounty Hunter logo in the uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge area um, uh, with an arm proudly showing a Magic Band Plus in front of it. Uh, And then Blog Mickey noticed this, and then they went and found exactly where this was. So if you are familiar with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, if you know where the land speeder garage is, it's generally where, like, Vi is is lurking around, looking all, you know, spy-like and awesome because she's a badass. And then, you know, uh, Chewbacca and uh, Rey and the Dark Order and the First Order, uh, uh, they, they, you know, talk to people. It's in that area. So we're starting to see some installation of the Magic Band Plus stuff show up in parks. Uh, In this one instance, it's in Hollywood Studios, particularly in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So I have a feeling we're going to be seeing more news on Magic Band Plus sooner rather than later, especially with them announcing it on um, the Disney Parks Twitter account coming later this year. And then Scott Gustin on Twitter. uh, The day we're recording this on May 1st, there's some reports that uh, some Magic Band Plus were accidentally put out at the World of Disney in Disney Springs and were sold before they could be pulled from retail. So some Magic Band Plus might already be out in the wild. Now, according to reports, they can't be linked to any My Disney Experience accounts just yet, but I kind of feel like uh, Magic Band Plus is going to be coming around sooner rather than later. So, uh, yeah, that's that feels like a pretty dadgum good episode of Daz Does Disney, if I do say so myself. So uh, I want to remind y'all again, tell me what you think. Not so scary. Coming back. Do you prefer it? Do you prefer Boobash and why? If you do prefer... Uh, Mickey's not so scary. 
Are you going to be plonking down the Disney dollar redos to get into the 2022 iteration of it? Because uh, they are jacking up the prices. I, I know it's shocking, Disney doing that. It's almost like it's a profit deal or something like that. Oh, also, I got to talk about the Disney animatronic smackdown. If you are not following Does Does Disney on Twitter, first of all, ouch. I thought we were tight, y'all. What the H? Um, uh, believe it was Natalie was the one that gave me this suggestion, and I just thought it was too damn funny not to do. Uh, I'm still not exactly sure how I'm going to deliver on this, but in my mind, it's still fun. So I'm going with it. Uh, if you could pitch a uh, Disney animatronic to enter into the ring and fight another one, who would it be and why? I have gotten some phenomenal submissions this week. Like, like y'all are the best. I've said it before. I keep, I, I keep doing this podcast because of y'all and these submissions for the Disney animatronic smackdown <laughs> tournament debate, whatever it's going to end up being like y'all, y'all have delivered. Um, speaking of Natalie, uh, these are some of her submissions. Uh, she first let it off with uh, quote, whatever is left of the stitch anim animatronic. It's likely feral. Yes, it is 1000% feral. Then she came back because it's not just cool to have one champion fighting your fight. You need to have a whole stable. You need to have a faction. You need to have a boy stable. So she is uh, going with the Phantasmic Dragon, not in B mode. Strong contender. The Mr. Potato Head in queue for Toy Story Mania. Strong Benjamin Harrison, all right, uh, the orange robot in Buzz Lightyear that has the 1,000K point hand. Very specific. I appreciate that. Uncle Orville, not the only Uncle Orville submission we got. And then finally, the animatronic elephant we used to save from poachers on the safari. Uh, Natalie, once again, thank you for uh, giving me this idea. And thank you for your submissions. Like, honestly, I just might get really rip-roar and drunk uh, one night. Uh, create all of these in WWE 2K22 and put them in a Royal Rumble. And that's how we pay it off. Or it might be what I said last week, we pull names out of a virtual hat and me and somebody else have to sell you debate wise. I, I don't know if you know how I should pay this off. That would be great. Look at me. I'm asking the listeners to book my show. Now this is phenomenal. Also a sign. I should wrap up this episode. Um, follow Steffers on Twitter at Asian zing 95 on the Twitter at Adventures with Steffers, everywhere else on your socials. Also, Adventures with Steffers, wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, at the top of the show, I was on the last episode of Adventures with Steffers uh, talking about how to Universal. I got an upcoming trip to Universal, a Universal-only trip. I know, 
don't think less of me, but I realized I have no idea how to do this. And that's when, uh, to paraphrase Randy Newman, I have a friend in Steffers and I leaned heavily on her. So we thought that might be a good exercise uh, to let people know who are novices like me what they need to do, what to look for, and more importantly, what not to do, I believe is a preview for uh, either this week's episode or an upcoming episode. Maybe some familiar voices might be joining her to talk about upcoming Halloween Horror Night uh, shenanigans, uh, as it were. So uh, keep an eye on that. Once again, Adventures with Steffers, wherever you get your podcasts. Also follow her on Twitch. She's killing it in the streaming game. Get in early, start uh, following her, uh, become a subscriber, give her coins or whatever Twitch does. I'll be honest, I don't understand the Twitch economy, um, but uh, you, if you get in now, you can be like, man, I was there before she became this megastar that she is now. Hopefully she'll remember us little people particularly this little person. And by this little person, I mean L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow this little person on Twitter. I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOK, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk 987 app as well. (sighs) Wow, that's impressive. I did that entire podcast in one breath. (laughs) No, no, not really. Um, uh, I said it earlier, y'all. Y'all are the um, best fans in podcasting. And uh, I probably would have stopped doing this podcast if it wasn't for y'all. So uh, thank y'all for your continued support. Um, uh, Thank y'all for letting me be me and... Be frank sometimes and uh, ask questions when, hell, honestly, I probably shouldn't. Uh, but uh, y'all are y'all are the best. I'll just put it at that. And speaking of the best, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Disney and Universal. Pay your cast members and thank your team members a living wage. We love coming down to your parks to spend our money, but if it wasn't for them... The magic wouldn't happen. They are the cogs that make it happen. They are the magic that y'all talk about. They are the magic that y'all market. So take care of them. And take care of each other. Take care of your mental health. It's very important. I had to remind myself that this week. Had kind of a uh, breaking moment this week. I'm... uh, Pulling back the curtain. Sometimes I need to take my own advice. Mental health, it's uh, very important. It's very important to be kind to each other. Costs you nothing. And you don't know... You don't know how far and how impactful a kind word or a kind gesture can go because you don't know what's going on in everybody else's life. And there's... So much negativity out there, you guys. So much. So be decent to each other. To borrow a line from a former podcasting brother of mine who stole it from Bill and Ted. <laughs> Love you, Jay. Be excellent to each other. 
so for an absent Steffers. My name is Landon Doan. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Does Does Disney. But if not, you've been great. And we've been Does Does Disney. In a statement, Disney says, quote, this fall, Goosts. Wow, that's impressive. I did that entire podcast in one breath. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I've just always wanted to say that. We'll be right back.